Welcome all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book related. I am your five-star man, John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that must make me the other co-founder, the other co-host, your COO, the last living Long Island, I see, Charlie Rivera. Happy comic book day, my brother. Dad Gummit, happy comic book day to you, you son of a bitch. I uh, am sharing the, the, the show, so everyone listening should also share the show make sure you hit like make sure you talk to us in the comment section whether you're live on youtube or here on facebook or even the twitch machine make sure you're participating because i want to yell towards you because i am filled i am filled (laughs) my brother with the power of not one not seven not nine but ten motherfucking dangly rings are on my wrist many rings that mr t himself would be jealous so many rings i think what uh fills me with joy joy feelings was we we did celebrate uh the greatest uh comic book founders birthday of all time this last weekend and we started it off right by abandoning our pets at our mother's house and going (laughs) to the movie theaters i haven't been even before the joy that was shang chi i haven't been to a movie theater in ages you broke the seal you stepped in you got that smell that like when you open up a, a brand new uh, uh you know brand new tube of tennis balls you're like yes. ooh the smell of cheap carpet and two week old popcorn it does not fail to satisfy i i will say i kind of panicked ever since the uh the global bastard decided to 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 mutate and modify i've been uh-huh. i've been pretty pretty close to close to my house at all times you know what i'm saying Uh, i totally panicked i have no less than a dozen masks in both mine and my girlfriend's car and uh, (laughs) i brought none of them into the movie theater so then i felt the compulsion to stand miles away from everyone so like i abandoned you on the snack line and i was like i'm just gonna stand by the fucking ice do you want butter yeah it was uh i fully panicked but beyond that panic god it felt so good to hop in that beautiful giant screen having uh luxury box Uh, oh boy it was wonderful but i have to throw it to you man man. of the two of us i would argue you were slightly more excited uh, about Shang Chi than I was, just based on the anticipation from Damn. our previous episode. Straight. Right well, out forget, the gate, bro. I'm- again, you know, once a, once again, as I had mentioned previously, uh, I ha- I have a, a doctorate in kung fu fighting, purely from Channel Nine Kung Fu Theater on Sunday mornings. What if you are of a certain age? 
And as as of my birthday on this past Labor Day, <laughs> I certainly am. Uh, if you're of a certain age, kung fu movies uh, were were like your live action cartoons, and that was the best thing about it. Kung fu theater was on Sundays. Saturday was kung kung fu day. Sunday. Before you got yourself to church and had yourself a mm, delicious uh, piece of Jesus bread, you got to put in that time with Kung Fu Theater. And Charlie, you have to remember, this was before the time where literally every every comic book hero, every uh, every protagonist in a cop TV show, Every damn you know, He Man was throwing kung fu. Fu there, there was nin ninjor, you know, running around in Eternia. There was that moment where all the creatives were like, you know, what's pretty cool? Kung fu, man. Got some I karate skills. Got some ninjutsu going. Everybody knew kung fu at that point. But I'm talking about back in the day, where it, like the the furthest that you got away from the source material was Bruce Leroy getting that glow. Mm -mm, that kung fu did me right i mean we had a little bit of glow in this flick before we jump into spoiler territory though just right out the gate man what you we we got to do it it's it is tradition i oh, see that thumb on. in the middle this is i don't care know, if it's obvious i'm gonna give a double i'm gonna give a double nice is there a and... lit up i look like bruce lee right now with the glow right now because <laughs> he got that glow yeah, no. What'd you think? What'd you think? And boom, solid boom, the double thumbs up. And just, I know my boy Shang can take it. Just so uh, damn entertaining. As of right now, it is the highest ranked Marvel movie. Uh, it is the highest ranked superhero movie. It's sitting at 98% approval on the Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Hot the, damn. Uh, and again, I have a love-hate relationship. Experts, critics, Correct. I don't really care so much about um, that. Truth be told, literally everyone, this is how the conversations have gone that I've had in regards to my man Shang-Chi. Do you see it? Not even by name. Do you see it? And their eyes light up. I'm like, do you love it? And the, 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 uh, the answers are always in succession. Yes and hell yes. Because and here's the thing, I'm gonna throw it out real quickly, and then I'll kick it to you for a little bit more of an avant-garde take. Um, coming up with the kung fu material, the fact of the matter is the fights are unbelievable. You end up trying to emulate the moves with your little figures. If you had enough articulation of those figures, you had ooh, 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 you had them thrown around. Damn, yeah. Not those figures. I meant real, actual, good kung fu. Okay, my um, bad. But also, as well as... That's fine. You'd probably get, hit him about the head and neck with that little with little uh, J action. Snoochy booches. Um, but my point was this. The moves are always tight. The effects to your eye, to your little stupid, drooling, dry cereal-eating eye, you're like, oh, that was amazing. That wasn't the type of stuff that you saw on the on the big screen or small screen, for that matter. So that always knocked you out. The um, the costumes, like the way that they were dressed for every day, just going to breakfast buffet. You're like, oh, look at that. That's my that's the look that I want to pull off uh, for for special events. All that stuff was on point. But the truth of the matter is, the plots into the Shaolin. <laughs> The Wu-Tang, like these plots 
for the most part, were kind of stupid. They were pretty damn stupid. And I'll say this, the plot to Shang-Chi, it fell right in line. It was a little bit stupid, a little bit uh, pedestrian, let's say. But that's not what the movie was about for me. Was the plot dumb to me? Yeah, kind of. Did I care? Hell no. There was, uh, uh, before, again, I'll, I'll throw up the spoiler warning when appropriate. We can live spoiler-free for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. I think my biggest takeaway from Shang-Chi was, uh, was, was you just felt good. There wasn't a moment in the flick where I didn't feel good. And ultimately... Yeah. <laughs> that I, is i had that, one of those that I is, did have a moment oh did you they, for me though <laughs> it's ultimately what marvel has become uh much like the house of mouse in in previous uh iterations uh it just i sit down i feel good i don't necessarily need to get my 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 shang chi hat but <laughs> Um, you know, I certainly busted out the action figures and recreated it. Your, your, your quote for the poster, as thrown out by our, our wonderful Facebook message group, uh, our Facebook page, rather. Uh, plot was stupid. John Rivera. I don't know if it's going to make the DVD uh, back cover. Sure. But, but it has to have the picture of me with my, my two thumbs up. Absolutely. Like, no, but he liked it, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sometimes movies uh, are about feeling and what was awesome about shang chi is again i think everyone felt absolutely awesome let's throw up now the the beautiful beautiful spoiler warning because i do want to get specific you want to get deep right right and again you guys can uh close your ears until the 25 minute mark yeah Uh, fast forward a bit but uh for me right out the gate i had a bad moment seconds into the film because okay. an, an amazing sports car pulls up after seeing Shang-Chi 10 seconds prior. And I went, if the fucking protagonist is like this rich, arrogant asshole who learns a lesson, I'm looking at you, all the Iron Men's. I'm looking at you, fucking uh, uh, Doctor Strange. I was going to be pissed. And immediately the movie was like, nah, it's fine, bro. They like are the shitty employees. And from the moment I saw her smiling face, Aquafina can do no wrong. Uh, she was one of the high points to me in the she, flick. She definitely like played that that sidekicky. Yes, hang, stick with me. This is gonna come full circle. Like that that um that role was really filled quite well, and it was interesting also because. They walked that fine line of like romantic, uh, like is this going to be a, a, a romantic, um, you know, a walking down the aisle situation? And they were like, you know what? You can have a male and female character, you know, uh, you know, cis traditional male female character, uh, and they're just friends. Like that's totally okay. Granted, you know, the, the, the traditionalist. Vibes. Well, uh, like I said, though, for in, within the the span of this this two and a half hours or whatever, it it felt longer than I think it was. The trilogy um, that was the two and a half hours. It didn't. Uh, it didn't go there in the movie. Down the road, who knows? Maybe yeah. they'll play some. Will they? Won't I actually, they? I actually but, really um, for this movie they didn't do it. I actually really love the fact that one thing was made very clear from like scene two, which is like, oh, these two people love each other. It's not romantic, probably yet. 
Um, I'm going to throw out the yet word there, but maybe ever. Who knows? I, and honestly, that would be a great way to subvert expectations. I love them being best friends. Uh, if this was two male or two female characters, I think the general public would never add the like, I bet they're in love part. So I, I found that refreshing. What I found less refreshing, and I don't want it to get lost, I give a resounding thumbs up. Um, I give this the same sort of thumbs up that I gave Black Panther, uh, except Black Panther, I think it's warts were a little bit more obvious. Um, you know, the CG in that third act was oof magoof bad. Um, some of the choreography for those little CG robots was bad. But for Shang-Chi, my big issue comes from really we got a three-part film. And they, for some reason, were like, nah, baby, we're not going to do trilogy. We're going to give you all of our scripts compressed into one of the tightest paced movies I've I ever thought, seen. See, I had but you took whiplash. that as a negative, or you, or I you like it? I did not love the fact that it oh, was so yada yada. For me, I disagree, and I'll and I'll let me let me preach. Uh, hit you up with why I disagree. Um, you have to, from my take. So Marvel, they came rolling out of the out of the box hot, just hits, 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 but. It was maybe less inclusive than an episode of Friends. Yes. Well, like you looked around, you're like, this is really great. Can can you put one or two like people that look like me? Maybe some people even that I know. So to that effect, Shang-Chi and his entire uh backing cast of characters are playing catch-up in the Marvel universe. Sure. They only kind of uh, um sparingly made reference to things like the blip. They made sparing references to other movies. Abomination made an appearance. The he damn, just fucking um, showed up. He's like, woo, Hulk, baby. He's Bye. like, I got fins on my head. Look, look. A flappy, um, flappy, flappy. You know, but obviously Wong is like, you know, he's the new Coulson. But also as oh, well as one of the soldiers with like the, the fire chest from Iron Man makes an appearance. I mean, there were absolutely, uh, uh, I call them, calling them clues would, would, make uh, uh you know sherlock want to smack you in the face um there were there were call outs to the uh, to the universe that it existed in but it still needed to play catch up it, it's like it, it showed up to the bar late and uh it needed to slam shots in order to catch up so to speak to the drunken level of its friends and now after that movie ended with and i agree with you it, it they jammed a lot in to the you know between the credits um but now that that's been done now they can hit the ground you know at normal speed their sure. pace now can kind of go forward obviously obviously a lot of what they did is going to lend to this next phase and the movies and, and series that are coming out now but i thought i thought that what they did the pacing of what they did as much story as we got was a necessity and i loved it Yes, again, I, I think they did a masterful job of cramming that much in. And I could absolutely understand from your point of view why what they did was the best choice. For me, I still, and again, I'm not talking, I'm never, I'm seldomly on this show, especially 
going to talk about like financial decisions versus artistic decisions. Yeah, I'm gonna who the hell cares this, about that? I'm going to treat this like my comic books. With the fact that one of the things I hated most from the last year of the world that is comic books is when they aged up uh, Superman's son. It doesn't matter that it, it now is in a very cool place. Clearly, they aged him up for a goal. I get why they did it. Yeah. For me, I still would have loved three banger Shang-Chi movies. And I think there was enough meat on the bone that you could have... And even if you made it only two, this could have... like By the time they introduced uh -huh. his dad, he's like, what's up? I'm back, baby. Also, as well as we're gonna do this adventure together. Yeah, but can I can I just clip, clip that thought a little bit? I I understand where you're coming from. That's in a perfect world if they had they had rolled out Shang Chi five years ago. Yeah, but, but just you wait are five years. No, nah, but they can't though. Not if you want to utilize uh, this version of Shang Chi. Like the sh you can't have introduced his pops, you know, two years from now and then had Shang Chi role with the avengers or you know whatever semblance of heroes you're going to throw up there and say you get shang chi but he don't have rings so if now you, you're gonna you're basically running with a lesser version of the character when the fact of the matter is you have a version of the script on the table you're like yo we can introduce all the stuff and have that culmination of events uh have him be the powered up version like you wouldn't want a second movie of Tony Stark wearing the freaking, you know, wearing the terrorist cave armor. And um, could you have told some stories like that? Yeah, sure. But sure. you know what? Give me that fully fleshed out, you know, I am Iron Man version. My, my argument would be that being goal-driven is great. Knowing where your story's trying to go is wonderful. That's but Marvel, mandatory. But Marvel still has to be careful of not pulling a Snyderverse. Because if their only goal for Shang-Chi is to get him uh, a, a little A on his dope-ass dragon armor, uh, yeah. get, just worried about getting to the next Avengers movie is never nah. going to be satisfying to me. I, I Again, and not, not to not to spar no, with you over the, the point. Please do. But, but um, if, if, you, if we were just talking about Shang-Chi on an island, him being cast away like Tom Hanks, yes, then, then I would agree with your point. But the fact is, everything else. I mean, you know, we say spoiler warning. We don't have to put everything out there. They they set up entire, uh, like an entire phoenix rising of enemy uh, of enemy organizations. They did a ton of stuff that absolutely are going to be important to the next phase rolling forward. So no, I I think what they what they did was necessary. Now. I'm going to go ahead and add a little gravitas to my opinion, just so people don't think, well, he's an older and wiser man now. Maybe he's just disagreeing to be disagreeable. It's not the case. If anybody, and I mean anybody, was going to complain that this summer bitchin' movie was too long or did too much, it was going to be this tiny bladdered son of a bitch right here oh, because so boys and girls you made it so close ladies and gentlemen i was sitting in this theater on my birthday eve sitting by my beloved brother with a giant tub of popcorn between us but also as well as no less than two cubic gallons 
of bubbly fizz fizz that I was working through like a mm, like a little kid nervous about his very late stage bris. And I'm sipping, 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 and that shit hit me in the third act like a daggone Chinese dragon coming up out of a lake. There was more water in those scenes <laughs> than, than in a nightmare scenario for a guy that had to take a piss would ever believe. And there were fisticuffs, human, demon, dragon, little fuzzy, winged, uh, dog, faceless dog things, um, Chinese uh, poo-poo dragons, tattooing come to come to life there was so much going on there was character development there was great action scenes awesome cgi uh, uh real life effects and i my eyes were fucking <laughs> crossed because i had to piss so bad in the back of my mind i'm thinking shang chi you some a bitch take these rings from your pops get it done so i can take a leak please lord god Please. I, I just, I have to give credit <laughs> because after watching uh, uh, just hundreds of hours of kung fu movies in your life, I've never seen someone more stealthily leave. Also, I put us in like the good seats because it was, yeah. you know, we were celebrating your birthday. You got out of this chair that everyone sinks into, like almost on your tippy toes. Yeah. And you were just like, yeah. threw down a smoke bomb and we're in the urinal. It it's was like amazing. When like Bruce Lee takes takes one from uh, uh t- takes one to the chest and he falls back but he's like mm, you're <laughs> yes. done now. and like he he does a self kick up that's how I got I got the, up the, out of the seat the beauty show enough had nothing for me I got out of that seat like a champion I did the ninja walk so I I wasn't uh, impeding anybody's visuals man oh man I uh I, I it was fantastic and I will say thank about you, it. Thank you hour prior there was someone who probably had at least a decade on you who went to go also pee because the bladder just shrinks over time is my theory (laughs) he spilled spilled popcorn knocked over his half-filled drink (laughs) the poor guy three seats down from us was a fucking mess and then had to like grab the guardrail he had them (laughs) shaky legs his so oxygen I, tank rolled down the steps. Clang, exactly, clang, clang. Exactly. His 33 kids that sat nowhere near were all pissed because they were embarrassing them on their dates. Uh, like, I, I think, hope this son of a bitch never needs a kidney because he is not getting it from me. I think ultimately what it boils down to with Shang-Chi is, is it going to be... It, it has... You can have the conversation. If someone thought... If someone consider Shang-Chi their favorite Marvel movie. It is their opinion. Of course, they're entitled to it. Sure. And I don't think it's going to abnormally raise eyebrows, which with a franchise as deep as Marvel is right now, anytime you get in the conversation for even being top 10, you've done something exceedingly well. Well, And I think anyone... Their box office was monstrous. In this era, with everything that's going on right now, just to say, look at the look at the scoreboard, look at the ticket sales. You cannot take that away from them. That is a pure Charlieism. They are undeniable. It's they cannot fucking be beat. Um, they did so much in that window of time. Absolutely, they caught up. Um, and they threw big Marvel fans the the nuggets, right? They were throwing nuggies right and left. They were like, hey. 
you've been with us since this movie. Here's a little something for you. Here's a 20 piece nugget. Here's a little something. They were just like firing them off like it was a, a like a double dance day, and you you had a fistful of singles. But the bottom line is this: the way that Sir Ben Kingsley <laughs> was a liar, he was a liar. He said he was the Mandarin, but he was in fact a liar. It brings to mind that other liar whose name gets brought up here at least once a show oh my goodness and that's none other than george toy boy lucas is a liar just like ben kingsley why because han shot first put him up charlie boy clink knock him back oh smooth oh so good, so good. Again, if you're here late, shame on you. But the bottom line is both Charlie and I loved Shang-Chi. He, we agree he accomplished a ton in that running time. Um, was it my absolute favorite Marvel movie? No, but I also as well as think that is a dumb-ass qualifier. If somebody says, did you like Shang-Chi? Was it your favorite? Say, yeah, I did love it, and then smack him across the face. Because sometimes, even the ones you need love a good damn smack. But Charlie and I both indeed loved it. There is only one version of the, it was my favorite, whatever. It has to be brought up by the person talking. Did you say, she? Uh, did you see Shang-Chi? Easy for me to say. That was my favorite <laughs> movie. That's the only version of that shit I want to hear. But Charlie's like, did you see it? I can't even fucking say it. That's how goddamn excited I am. And Aquafina, call a brother. Um, just to tell me jokes. If she calls you, you're never going to have to utter the word, who this? Because when you hear that voice, she has one of the most this the, the, so, like easily recognizable voices that I have in terms of Hollywood. Holly Weird, there, there's she stands out. She stands up. She did an awesome She's job. Awesome, awesome it was job. a great, great choice to cast. Her, With that being said, one Warren. of my favorite awesome jobs to watch week after week is you and your first topic. So tell me when you want me to start your time. Charlie, why don't you do us all a favor and start my time? Start it now. There it is. All right. So uh, going into the the uh, box office weekend, um, obviously, tons of people knew that Shang Chi, the movie, was coming. The they major had, motion picture. They bought tickets in advance. Uh, it opened up a demographic that we had really yet to see. Uh, you know, in superhero flicks, which is just absurd to what me. What do you mean? We had Iron Fist. I'll kill you. I'll kill you, Ace Dad. But. That all being said, uh, people, largely the people who are in the audience, at least in the theater that we were in, they didn't have much knowledge of Shang-Chi, the comic book, right? They didn't have that informed opinion going in. They're like, oh, this is going to be the new shit for Marvel. And that's where Marvel has the luxury. They're like, trust us. Yeah. Trust us. You're going to like this. Guardians of the Galaxy, you don't know who they are. Trust us, you're gonna like it. Like Marvel Eternals, watch, watch this. Just watch this. They have that luxury now of success, which is fantastic. But 
I'll say this. Those little known heroes before the movie rolls out to you, it's not just people or groups like the Guardians. It's not just heroes like Shang-Chi. Also, as well as from the other publishers out there, not DC, not Marvel. I am talking about Valiant. Valiant also, as well as, has has uh, they, they've shaken the dust off of a character. They brought us back. We've, in essence, gotten a soft reboot from one of the darlings of the indie comic scene from the uh, mid 90s my comic book heyday i don't i don't i'm not ashamed to say it uh valiant comics is coming correct with harbinger Woo! harbinger's back baby i harbinger uh, is back i just couldn't be more excited because harbinger's heyday was the 90s they did mm. bring them back when 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 Valiant came back a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of success with that first year, and then, you know, you know what? That's not just the big two that struggle. It wasn't just like blood spot. I mean, basically, they, they when they came back out with their uh, that was like the that would have been the equivalent of like uh, uh, the Looney Tunes were like, oh, now we're gonna come out with the extreme Looney Tunes. Like, stop it. What are you doing? Just stop it. Their their uh, reboot at the time was more like a, <clears throat> hey, we make comic books also. Uh, remember us? Uh, whereas this is like a kick in the door situation. Same exact thing with King Spawn, which we were talking about uh, here just last week. Um, the the now granted, I will say this. This was this this soft reboot was delayed and obviously we had a lot of COVID things going on oof and boy did it ever uh so we this is delayed for a year so i have been waiting with bated breath for my man to show back up but harbinger number one it's co-written by uh jackson lansing and colin kelly uh are from robbie rodriguez color from rico renzi um I, I I I had the luxury of getting a sneak peek. I saw several several pages, Ooh. and uh, I I I don't I don't think that this necessitates the spoiler uh, warning or anything like that. But I I am calling it here for anyone who, if you if you were aware of this comic back in the day, congratulations, you're cool people, you're cool, you're cool. Um, if you are not aware of this character or this title or what they did in this comic, mm, I'm going to judge you a little bit. Shame on you. But you can get caught right back up because I'll tell you right now, Charlie, it's a soft reboot because, in essence, it's a continuation of the story that we've gotten. However, you know how I'm often saying you always need a character in your narrative that is the reader. Yeah. You need a character who's like, wait, what's that over there? What's going on? Why does this person hate that person? Why is this one be able to fly? What does that person hang? Uh, why do they sleep from their feet hanging upside down? Oh, they're a vampire. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You need a character in every narrative uh, like that to help inform the audience. 
and not just have them reading a book report. Fuck, uh, in the Matrix, Neo is that character, and he's the damn main one. Squiddies? <laughs> so uh, you have a similar situation. Basically, we have Neo uh, here in the Harbinger because... Keanu Reeves is Harbinger. Peter Stanchik wakes up. No memories, bro. Nice. All these powers. Tight. No memories. Undamn believable. Lucky like you bastard. wake up after a good day and you like you have the minute to blink it out. You're like, what apartment am I in? And where is the bathroom? Because just like Shang-Chi, I'm gonna have to piss my brains out in two seconds. Um, yeah, so so our our, our guy wakes up, no fucking clue what's going on. All the power on God's green earth and hilarity ensues. So they threw nothing away. This is the type of quote unquote reboot Fuck that I, I like. And I and I think it. that Afterlife, Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be very much the same thing because you're throwing nothing away. So yeah, a fan, yeah, yeah. a super fan, a mega fan walks in the door. All of their, all of their canon is intact all of the time, money, and uh, emotion that they've invested is is well spent. But here's something new as an add-on to all that good, good. Not a sequel, not a direct. Uh, and meanwhile, Park in the Hall of Justice. No. Here, they're like, okay, here's some new shit. That other stuff is safe, though, which I, I just love. It's It's the most respectful way. To breathe new life into old Here, IP. Here's my opinion on all things Hit IP, me. including for, first and first mostly. Yes. I'm gonna throw throw out a line that you can feel free to return to. The comic book industry isn't looking for a new number three. The comic book indus industry, the four color funny books that we're lucky enough to have in comic book stores, they're looking for a new number one. That's the competition. I don't give a oh. fuck what Marvel's doing with live action and now cartoons. I don't give a fuck what DC's doing with video games and, and on HBO Max. The fact of the matter is we are in a whole new ballpark where the, the type of content that these companies produce, comic books, are talked about more than arguably any other time in history. When you're able to make something like Shang-Chi make as, mon as much money as it did in the box office, and then you have something like King Spawn, which we talked about last week, having a million pre-orders, people are desperate and thirsty for, for comic books that kick ass. We're not Charlie, looking for something can I, to reinvent the Can I give you a little writer? Yes. Please. The, 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 the classification, the title comic book movie throw it away it's just throw it away right now, now. it's like saying there, you can have terminology and i don't care what famous director has an opinion on, on the subject or performer Sorry, i would i would never do a comic book movie quote unquote well guess what they probably would never ask you because you are not uh you do not spring to mind for any of this four color fantasticness all, with all due respect, but I'll agree with you when uh, one thing, Charlie. When someone says, "Oh, a Marvel movie," a hundred percent, there are Marvel movies. There's a manner in which they're made. They have a look. They have a certain pacing. Certainly, we now they we know now that they all interact like they exist as a web. 
They are the Charlie Murphy red yarn map of movies. We know this. DC movies, you can absolutely throw some uh, You can throw some shade their way if you really wanted to be a dick about it, but you wouldn't be wrong. And say, so, yeah, there are DC movies, i.e. the movies that came after Dark Knight that tried desperately to look like Dark Knight but had nowhere near as good of a plot or understanding of the particular subject matter. Yes, Zach. absolutely. Zach, if you're watching, we can hash it out later, bro. Uh, it's all love. Make it that a fucking zombie said, movie. I fucking dare you. Dude, that being said, when people say to me comic book movie, what they're really saying is fucking interesting story that I never saw coming movie. I understand that that is a mouthful. And uh, I know the air quotes do not translate as well to the audio version. So, folks, put up your bunny, bunny ears and make them wiggle, okay? Because that was in quotes. Uh, yeah, quote-unquote comic book movies means original content from which I fucking had no idea <laughs> where it came from or where it was going. Look at the, the movies, even the early 2000s and the 2000s. These are, these are fucking movies that people are like, oh, I love that movie. That was a comic book? It wanted. It ones. happens yeah. all the fucking time. We could, and I think we've spoken about this in the past. The the list is long as the Schrotz is, and just as thick and uh, kind of interesting. These movies they have an origin on the page, but where they're coming from, people don't see it. it, it like it, it comes out of left field for them. And absolutely, Harbinger, I think you're totally right. Harbinger is exactly one of those stories in the same way that Spawn is not the type of thing that you would see typically at DC or Marvel. Harbinger is a fucking story. It's, it's, a, it's a, about a group of young people from poverty. They're fighting to understand uh, uh, you know, their heroism while dealing with, with real fucking problems that come from taking responsibility for themselves and for others. It's it's very much the same way that in the 60s the X-Men rolled out. There was a they were making a point, they were talking about society. It wasn't just about spandex and goofy haircuts and and uh you know technicolor fucking nonsense. That that was the dressing to get us to get a point across. And Harbinger is exactly a story like that. It is a great comic book but above all else it's a great fucking story and you kind of hit the nail on the head of a, of another thought which is these these stories are unique in their classic nature almost because a, a struggle with with certain companies that are that are in the normal zeitgeist it's one of the reasons i just can't Fucking, I don't find Peter Parker Spider-Man stories. Sorry, I don't find them fucking always, interesting. Always the best. The hate for Pete. The, I just hate his fucking guts. Um, I see that. But, but by virtue of by virtue of you know the Daredevil stories, constantly finding ways to reinvent it. And what's amazing about Harbinger and the potential that they have, and the reason I say Valiant could be the comic book company. That's number one in comics because that story is wildly unique and yet it's the same. Because much like X-Men before them, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Harbinger's not stuck necessarily with common knowledge of like the fucking Phoenix Forces back. They can sneak in that medicine with their candy while yep. blowing shit up in their Technicolor 
and also like when 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 somebody whether it's a parent or or uh, a brother that's so loving just so loving as loving as he is handsome no not um or an organization a storyteller whatever the case might be when they're able to kind of sneak you that medicine under the sugar like you you absorb it and it does its job if you have that moment where you're like hey wait a minute i see what you just did there at no point is it ever like you son of a bitch you gave me something that was good for me no that's never the case if anything, you get a begrudging. All right. Uh, nice. Well, well nice. done. Touche, sir. Touche to what you. What I really love, too, is that the creators of this book um, share some of the guiding principles that we have not only in the podcast, but in our, our comic book company. They're, their meeting boiled down to two words for them, and it was be better. Because they looked at the work they had produced, they looked at their uh, comeback story that is Valiant Comics, and they saw plenty of warts that needed to be frozen and cut off because I love Harbinger. And burn. I, I love Shadow Man. I love uh, Bloodsport. Uh, not Bloodsport. Spot. Bloodspot, thank you. Um, I love Blood Squirt. How about that? Little fucking tiny. <laughs> that's uh, his, uh, I, I, his, yeah, his that, that, nice. yeah, the little fucking gimmick in his head. Um, there's something so amazing. Uh, it was thrown out on our Facebook comment section. I'll throw it back up. But Magnus Robot Fighter. You don't need the deepest well to have this stuff in your mind. Uh, on YouTube in our comment section. Oh, Friend yeah. Of the show Paul. Valiant and Image doing the Deathmate crossover. Cousin Paul had pulled pulled one of my favorite favorite back issue stories when when they when people still to this day have that they start a conversation knowing that I'm into comics. Wouldn't it be cool if Marvel and DC crossed over and then you have to like dead face them and uh, then you after after that moment's pause where they know they said something stupid, you got to make them feel a little bit bad. You're like, listen, Bozo, you're not reinventing the fucking wheel here. Let me go ahead and break it down for you right now. And then you talk about the multiple times that DC and Marvel has crossed over. That's all a, a prologue to when you sit them down and you're like, but the best crossover... And then you fill in the fucking blank. And and cousin Paul absolutely makes a great point. When the Deathmate comics came out, when they had the fucking crossover, the first time that you saw Solar and Void uh, linking up, you're like, ooh, that is both hot and intrinsic because I am totally invested right now. Those were some of the best crossover comics. And when you're talking about telling a story in order to get to the next beat or get, get to the next moment, that they did masterfully. They were basically making the Marvel phases on paper uh, because they were tying in all these parts, uh, round pegs and square holes for days and making it work. Paul, hell yeah. I love, love that crossover. I mean, it wasn't just... It just wasn't uh, even confined to comic books. And comic books, of course, is the bread and butter. It's what brought us to the dance. But talking about crossovers, Exo Man of War and Iron Man rocking the Genesis, baby. 
Are you, are you, are you stretching out my ball? Are you kidding? <laughs> they came after Charlie directly with that. They, they, I was just like all the armor shooting motherfuckers on planet Earth. And I don't want to be, I, I don't want to lower something to raise another, but I'm fucking gonna. The reason Exo Man of War and Iron Man got to co-star in a video game is because not too long ago, Iron Man was low tier. He didn't have more street cred he was than Exo Man player. of War. He was and, not and an A player at all. Here would be my argument, though. In a world, in, in the, the post Marvel Cinematic Universe world, yeah. he was always an A player. We just didn't fucking know yet. And Harbinger, yeah. Harbinger, yeah. in my opinion, if you like comic books, you're going to fucking like Har. If this is even there's sniffing nothing, there, the underpants truly, of classic Harbinger, there's nothing nothing not to fucking like with these stories especially how they're able to literally tie it in with any particular thing that's going on like this could have been harbinger could be easily one of those million dollar an episode uh tv series right i could see this on hbo i could see it you know on, on um you know, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, Turner Bread Broadcast Classics, whatever. Like, that's that's the level of storytelling here. We've got Why the Last Man coming up, which promises to do something very, very similar. Ooh, baby. When you have awesome content, you, you can roll out fucking stories for days. You start with a scenario, and then all of a sudden, that stuff starts writing itself. Bottom line is this, as I see my wrap it up, John... Wrap it up, B. Um, the bottom line is this. I'm a huge Harbinger fan. I love the setup. I love the way that they are doing this soft reboot, the way that they're approaching it. Guys, the, the sneak peek looks fucking fantastic. The creative that's on it uh, is fantastic. Yeah, we've had to wait, but sometimes when you wait, it makes it even better ultimately, kid. That's the truth of the matter. Um, this is just dynamite content, and it's outside the big two, which ultimately any big comic book fan, you want to have that ability to say, okay, well, if you like this, you'll love that. This is one of those stories. Um, just just going to be fucking awesome. I'm, I'm so on board. I cannot wait for this new ongoing. Neither can I, my friend. But know what else I can't wait for? I can't wait to pay some mother sucking bills <laughs> that's right my friend uh the the better way to end will be on on the youtube comment jim shooter used to say with regards to the valiant comics all we have to do is tell a good story i could not agree more uh but the one thing i don't like about harbinger coming back is i'm gonna have to pay hard-earned money to read it because i like free stuff john do you like free stuff always well luckily for you if you like free stuff and you like music you can go to any music streaming service right now and listen to one of the greatest bands in all the multiverse and that of course is bad mary you can go to their website badmary.com you can buy yourself some merch you can get yourself some pins you can get yourself some hard copies uh you can go to any of their social media over at badmary.com 
band that's at bad mary band they stream all the time they do exclusive merch drops i cannot recommend them for your ear holes anymore bad mary band they are big in japan and they are <laughs> one of my absolute favorite bands badmary.com yeah my favorite Rightfully thing is so my favorite thing is you also can just throw money at them virtually over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary they, damn straight awesome. our the best. all right zip it up our other sponsor right here on facebook gaming it is sergeant finesse he tells mother suckers to zip it up all day long two streams a day outstanding gaming content you can actually catch him also as well as on the purple channel that's what i'm talking about twitch you can catch him on facebook and twitch right now again uh supporter games giveaways contests don't be a sucker check him out today throw him a like a follow consider becoming a supporter if you need to pick me up though make like neo and follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. use code sgt at checkout mm-hmm. sugar free but oh so good if you're looking for some fresh new gear though do yourself a favor Go on down to Patty's Pub in Philadelphia, PA. No, I'm just kidding. Don't go there because even though the bar is clean, the service is terrible. If you want a hybrid panda shirt, reach out to Charlie. He will make it happen. But if you want some Sergeant Finesse gear, you got to go to geeksunleashed.com. Use code SARGE at checkout there. When the Sarge is on deck, I yes salute GG, son. Charlie. Yes. We paid the bills. What the hell else you got to say? I want you to start my time, sir. Boop. Awesome. So I have, I know I just asked you a question. I'm going to ask you one more. <laughs> uh, what you want it? Who, who, who should they be like when they go over to sneak energy? What should they follow? Follow the white rabbit sucker. Whoa. And you can follow the white rabbit. Take that sneak, stay up all night. Because Thursday <laughs> drops the full leg trailer for Matrix 4, baby. Oh my wow. God. I cannot freaking wait. Neo is back. They dropped the website, they gave you two teaser trailers. You got your blue pill. You got your red pill. And boy, oh boy, the hardest part about this movie would be convincing me not to drag my fat ass to Zion. For most of my Matrix-loving years, I would I would say, hey, man, I know he's not the nicest guy in the film, but I also want to have steak. I don't care if it's real. It's, it's faux fake. John, you're living... Charlie zephyr rivera you're living the fake meat lifestyle you're halfway to plugging yourself back into the matrix are you saying are you saying that i'm actually in the matrix and i'm just having you know gruel pumped into my veins i got a giant brain yeah. pipe sticking out of the back of my head yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and i'm jealous about it is what i'm I, saying I, I gotta say you're Cause... probably jealous because you manufacture pink slime constantly that's over true. there that's true. Matrix I, fucking motherfucker. If I could get that contract, I will sign up. Listen, robot overlords, uh, I will sign up right now. I'll. I'll. What, what do you need? You need me to fix Squiddies? I got you back. I got you back. Uh, I am so excited for this film. There is something about the Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix happens to be the only film I've seen in theaters more than even Ghostbusters. 
Now, I'm at a disadvantage because Ghostbusters came out and uh, I was not born yet. So it was like they cheated. But I've still managed to see it a bajillion times. You and I a saw it. A real fan would have figured it out. I just I, One day I'll get that DeLorean to go back in time. But The Matrix I saw 11 times in theaters during its original mm. run. I brought every friend I could fucking find to this film. And having recently watched in anticipation of the new trailer, I have sat through uh, Revolutions and Reloaded, or I think that's their names, um, Matrix 2 and 3, if you're nasty. I've gone back through the Animatrix. Uh, if I could find a way to play it without needing 73 things, I want to play Path of Neo and Enter the Matrix. And if the MMORPG was still online, I'd be playing that because I fucking love the Matrix. What I'm so excited, though, is now we're living in a world post the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And frankly, if I could be arguably vulgar, because I don't mean Please. that as an insult, I am so excited to see what the Wachowski sisters borrow next. Because the Matrix huh. film that I love, it's, in, it's, it's, it's comfortably in my top 10. I don't know where, because I don't like to measure shit like that. <laughs> the Matrix is like the ultimate remix. It just took a bunch of shit I didn't know anything about. And they were like, you see Akira yet? Don't worry. We're going to show you some of the best parts. Uh, you see this? Well, you see that? that? that I don't, think that, that's, I don't think that that's offensive whatsoever because... Good, because I don't mean um, it to be. Well, that hasn't stopped yet. Well, that's first true. and foremost, I, I don't think... I'm not sure, I should say. I don't, I'm not for certain that, that both the Wachowski sisters are involved. They both um, wrote I it. Think, Only Lana directed it? I can well, look that up. Yeah, yeah, please do, because obviously we want to make sure we get at least one or two facts right. Yeah, why would we want to give an extra hour. sibling credit when they don't deserve it? <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. They're, the movies largely you could point to certain things but you could say the exact same thing about like undeniable favorites like indiana jones just because there's source material or something informed the creative process that doesn't take anything away from the end product that's like saying like well this kid is cool but have you met their parents like yeah i have why can't i love all fucking three of them not all four of them because the odds are that the second kid that could spit out like nine and a half years later is eh, it's got a lot of catching up to do we'll say it that way but you can still love them all so you know i totally agree with you uh and you know ellis made uh slander <laughs> made, uh, goddamn uh, slander where are my sunglasses <laughs> only Ninja this bitch only in the fact that he uh he used my name in vain because <laughs> ellis when i say things like uh I don't use certain things like uh, this movie was bad or it sucked. I mean it literally for me in the same way that I do like certain foods or don't like certain foods. It's for me. Ellis, you can say that Matrix 2 and 3 sucked. That's entirely your prerogative. Absolutely. He's wrong. Um, Him and Paul. I, I hate that Facebook and YouTube are trying to well, fucking gang up on me. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. And this is what I'm going to say about that. First and foremost, someone says to me, I hate it, or it's or two and three sucked, or even just I didn't like them. 
I would ask him immediately, have you have you watched Animatrix? And then garner their opinion about Ooh, that. That makes so much shit because <laughs> that's the thing. That that is in, in, in golf what you call the re-entry shot. Right. So if you're out there playing golf, you're playing a full round, 18 holes, beautiful, uh, beautiful day out. You're wearing short pants, plaid. You're looking like a pure G. Uh, and you are hacking away at that poor fucking course like you had like like you had a machete and you were trying to get through the jungle to find Cortez's lost city of gold. That's the level of hacking that you're doing out there. And you're promising yourself one thing. It's not how many beers you're going to have at the 19th hole, which is so not cleverly named at every fucking public course there is. You're not saying, I'm going to sell these clubs to the first chump that comes across that I come across. What you're saying is, I suck at golf so bad, I am never going to play this game again. However... Because God or the universe or, or uh, you know, Tom Cruise uh, in Scientology, whatever you subscribe to, something out there has a great sense of humor. Because literally, as you're having that thought, I am never going to play golf again. This $100 round is my last one. So help me. So help me. You, I promise you, as you're having the thought, you are going to hit the most fucking perfect 2003 Tiger Woods shot that you have ever hit in your life. Maybe it's going to be a long-ass drive, pin straight down the fairway. Maybe it's going to be an amazing chip out of the shit and put you maybe a foot or so off of the flag. I don't know those particulars. They Those are, are adjustable. But I promise you, you're going to hit that one shot that will completely negate every hateful thought that you had about the sport of golf and your participation in it. And that shot, Charlie, that shot is called the re-entry shot. And for something like The Matrix, where you loved the first one, and to put it mildly, didn't love the second or third ones. The Animatrix is that golf shot. The Animatrix is your re-entry shot. It's going to bring you back lovingly into the world of the green little digits scrolling down the screen. Uh, your bullet time and your leather clothing, which cannot be comfortable, that's your reentry shot. I promise you, you it'll make a Charlie out of you yet. Listen, I, I will say, coming out of our Facebook comment section, if a movie gives me homework to make it good, it's not a good movie. I don't necessarily disagree, but I will say this if you do not find the chase scene in Matrix 2 thrilling you're nuts there is so much good the problem is that old colonel sanders looking motherfucker on my rewatch i was so prepared for it that it was just like an annoying scene but i remember the first time i sat down to watch that movie and it was like the composition of the uh lugation i'm like stop just using big words in random orders man 
like what this are you is, saying? Matrix came out the first Matrix. Like nobody had a smartphone. They're like yeah, I need you like, have to show up to the theater with mean? a thesaurus. You're like what? What the hell is that? Legitimately, you, exactly. Like you remember in you we know, were all Neo. Yeah, we were all Neo. Only we said that whole speech with a question mark at the end. Vocabulary. Um, <laughs> the fucked up part is for that scene to work. I quite literally would have needed La- uh, uh, Lana Wachowski would have needed to pop up in the bottom of the screen like the toasty guy in Mortal Kombat and been like, <laughs> "There's the Matrix has happened a bunch of times." In that fucked up. That's fucked up, right? And homeboy is gonna have to like save the world or save the girl, bro. Good L- luck, let me, Neo. Let me ask you this question because Charlie, like you, I am also very much, to put it mildly, looking forward to this newest installment of the Matrix. But I will say this: if I hadn't had the Animatrix, I might not be because, and I'm. This is gonna be um. There should be like a there should I should be in a confessional booth for this one because this one's probably gonna get me into heaven a little faster. It's a it's a it's a admission on my part. The way that I'm often accusing people about doing a certain thing <laughs> when they see a subsequent movie to one that they liked and like I didn't like that, and my uh, my uh, first thought is always. Because they didn't do what you thought that they were gonna do, or you did write a what perfect you ending. would want to do. I you wrote a perfect for ending. me, and I wrote an ending. The same well, shit. yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm the My shit spare left parts. Over. Um, I had a version of that of tying up that story. Do you want to tell people? Yeah, we'll save it. We'll, we'll, who knows? Maybe they're gonna steal it. Who, who knows? But the bottom line is this. The second that what I watched was not my ending, I was fucking pissed. The worst I'm like, part, what? The worst part is you told me that so many times that in my brain I was like That's looking, what it is. I was yeah. looking for shit to make the dots. And we were playing a- the Westworld game before the Westworld series was even a thought. There's a at moment. HBO. There's a moment where my boy Kanunu. He's like being like held up in the tendrils and it's real Jesus-y, but not like annoying Jesus-y like in Man of Steel. It's kind of cool Jesus-y because it's techno Jesus. It was like, oh, I'm really tired. Yeah, and he's just he's just like, I fucking used all my life force, yo. And I was like, we're going to get a whiteout and we're going to fucking see John's ending. And it didn't happen. And part of me, even in the moment, was like, fucking John. Was that How the moment dare like, he put good John ideas is in my head? Not as perfect that he tells me that he is constantly I, I went and even, makes me right. I went on a even paper further. I was legit mad at you. <laughs> I was like, "How dare he write into the into the <laughs> void a fucking ending I so desperately wanted?" But I will say this: some of the fucking concepts that are just thrown about the second and third Matrix movies could have been trilogies. Some, like in yeah. a world where we got thirty six fucking vampire, uh, boring girl vampire movies, werewolf movies, yep, like, yep, yep. Like the oh, fact that's that just they a program just, that's fucked up. They casually drop in the second Matrix, like, hey, you know everything you've ever heard of. That was just we tried. What 
Transylvania nightmare world than these dickhead robots, right? So their first attempt was a perfect world, and us shit sippers, and by us, I mean you shit sippers, were Ugh. like, life can't be this good. First of all, if I woke up randomly and fucking Cameron Diaz is fucking on my nards while fucking Jennifer Lopez is making me a scrambled egg, I'm not fucking questioning it. So this notion that like Charlie would wake up from the perfect world where you 98% unsuccessful motherfuckers, just give the goddamn robots some goddamn electricity. Piss the, the worst, shit. The worst thing would, would in the Charlie Charlie world would be is that you would consistently be looking for the robot camera to be like pointing like thumbs up and like, thank you so much. You guys are the best. All hail the evil <laughs> robot overlords. And they're like, if you are constantly winking at the camera, Charlie, if you're constantly breaking the fourth wall of the matrix, you are ultimately ruining the whole fucking point. Charlie would be the guy that they're like, you know what? This motherfucker is enjoying it too much. We need to make this a little shittier. Everybody go back to work. I, honestly, Cameron, J-Lo, get the fuck out of the apartment. That would Sorry, be a, Charlie that would, blew it. That would also be a better conclusion than the one we currently have. If it like, was just like the, some the gluttonous SNL asshole version. like me is like, ah, oh, nerds. The, um, the, the, the robot chicken ending <laughs> would be Charlie's ending. I will say this, though. High-fiving every like turn. It's not like shit that isn't even robots. I'm just the, assuming the, everything metal with lights. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You talk, Charlie's having full-blown conversations with the refrigerator. And I'm not talking about, like, now the conversations that he has with the refrigerator where he just stands in front of me. He's like, I fucking hate you, you piece of shit. It would be the opposite. He's like, oh, refrigerator, you looking so good. You're so smart. Like, talking to it like it's a, a like it's a, a computer assistant uh, on his desk. He's like, Every ice cubes. <laughs> And you're like, no, motherfucker, this version of The Matrix is 1992. You're not getting computer assistance with shit. I'd be putting in a nice new water filter every month. That thing lasts six, seven months. Every month. Wait, you can replace a water filter? Damn it, John. This is why oh. you have medical problems. Uh, but no, I, I, what... I have chocolate milk coming out of my water dispenser. <laughs> I, don't I think would never change it. That's rust. Um, That's unfortunate eh. for everybody. But sincerely, what, what rust? I... <laughs> what I love most about the 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 Matrix world and what I love about not just doing a, a reboot, that's another thing I think is getting lost a little bit. Lana Wachowski, I don't know what came first, the compulsion to make Matrix 4 or an idea for Matrix 4. Matrix 4. I'm going to live in a world where everyone does shit because they're passionate about it. Mm. The fact that she was like... Story's not fucking over if it could reset. And now there's a chance that I'm going to get a conclusion or the start of a new trilogy or whatever the fuck. The fact that I'm going to get more without throwing away what came before it warts no. it all. Because I think the problem, to That's, go back to what we were talking pretty, about. It's pretty warty. To, and they, they've said as much. <laughs> they're, and, and they're not doing that bullshit where, like, this is the new Matrix 2, which I've always fucking hated. Halloween well, has had, like, seven bites at that fucking apple. And it bums me out every time. My, my point is this. We were just talking about how Valiant is doing the ballsy thing with Harbinger. And they're like, it all counts. Homeboy has yeah, amnesia. It's a yeah. soft reboot. There's something if we fucking fucked up, we'll fix it now. There's something so fucking cool when creators give themselves the challenge of 
You don't throw away Superman. You don't make him hyper violent. You don't make him kill everybody. You make him fucking interesting again. Mm. Daredevil has been doing it it's, since his inception. It's, it's not, not a, just. It's not a perfect uh, uh, comparison because the the uh, DC and Marvel both they have the luxury now of saying like, well, we've got fifty two million. Uh, uh, you know, re- uh, realities which are equally as uh, feasible. But they don't even blah, have blah, the blah. balls. Matrix doesn't do that. They don't even have the balls, though, to stick to that. They've had to be like, the multiverse crashed. Fuck you. Fuck you. Well, babe, but that's multiverse crashes. That makes another multiverse. Earth 313. But, Ooh, shot. The but the, the, Matrix, the Matrix world, though always is going to have a base that says this is the real world this is it now ultimately with enough time you can go back and 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 point and and dissect anything and say well what about this what about that what about the fact that yeah the human the human body does put out uh, electricity nowhere near <laughs> enough to justify a machine's thinking which is like, you know, uh, unflinchingly logical. We don't put out anywhere near enough to justify the amount of uh, energy that would need to be input into the system to keep us artificially fed and draining our shit out and keeping Charlie Slime up and somehow shaving us also as well as, unless we all develop Keanu's method of like, where he's genetically enhanced, where his beard just kind of grows in perfectly in that John Wick formation. Um, yeah, no, there's there's several things that you could but, point to say, well, what about this, what about that? Yeah. But they, they created a framework where almost anybody can say, you know what would be cool? Fill in the blank. And they've had a decade of this would have been cool, that would have been cool. And as the creators, they have the luxury of saying, fuck it, now we're going to tell that story. Uh, I, I just need to I just need to say this. How how dare you, Ellis, try to take the joy of Matrix Ellis 4 is dropping from bombs. my heart, you son of a bitch. Uh, Ellis over on the Facebook chat, Matrix Poor 4, Terminator. the movie. The movie for people that really like Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, fuck you. How about that? As uh, if I, Terminator didn't have it hard enough with, like, you get to uh, time travel. Oh, do I get the awesome DeLorean? No, no, no. You have to be in a take, bubble like take off Linda, your pants. and you have to be naked. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I want to say. Can I get I, to the I, chopper? No, I, no chopper. I, I will be back. No, say mm-hmm. I'll. But I'm a robot. Every time someone shares the clip of this fucking half, half mongoloid trying to fucking be like, I want to fix your grammar script. Fuck you, Arnold. Fuck you, Arnold. The one robot I'm not on sides with. Look, Too much flesh. If anyone ha- is not an instant Arnold fan for all of the... Uh, for all... <laughs> yes, nice. Throw Tiffany's comment up. Little something for the working woman, eh, Tiffany? I can appreciate that. I can completely <laughs> appreciate that. Tiffany um, showing love for the nudie Arnold. Anybody who ha- does not have the proper appreci- appreciation for my man Arnold... Do yourself a favor, and me too, because I don't want to hear you guys complain. Watch Pumping Iron, because this guy was not just a physical specimen 
a work of art, a genetic freak that maximized his physique to the absolute utmost and then parlayed that into one of the most historic Hollywood uh, careers known to man in the business. He is a psychological fucking assassin. What he did to poor, what he say? Lou Ferrigno, during the span of that flick, that documentary, Puff McIron, was maybe, maybe on the par of his turn as a... Um, uh, and fucking Batman as uh, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze literally can't hold a candle to actual Arnold's villainy in Pumping Iron. It was mwah, mwah, mwah. It was fucking beautiful. Poor Not, Hulk never saw it coming. It might have been. Coming. It might have been beautiful, but uh, uh, the only way, if you told me decades ago that there could be an even better version of Matrix Jesus Keanu. They just gave him long hair and a beard. And, ooh, I am so excited, so in love for my dear brother. That's me. The CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics who loves Harbinger damn near as much as he loves Shang-Chi. I, of course, am your COO. And I can't wait to plug the fuck back into the Matrix. Get the fuck out of this bullshit world. My dear <laughs> brother, there is only one way we end this and each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast, and why don't you tell the beautiful people how that is? Ooh, ooh, ooh. it is so simple. The first step is don't be a donkey brain jabroni. Do yourself a favor. Turn the power on. Then turn the volume up. Then you gotta ooh tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out.